Anyway, so uh, we we just had a little little bit of a uh, snafu. This is why we don't do this live. I gotta uh, meet that doggy. We're gonna have to. Um, yeah, actually, I just sabotaged all the gear so I could check on my dog. Yep. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Kicked a cord under the table. Yeah, no, we we had to take a dog break since we were talking about it so much. No, but um, I wanna I wanna because uh, Dave's Dave's latest um, latest thing is you're dealing with all this uh, this is this unique to state schools all the tenure stuff. That's super interesting. Yeah. So like that that process to me is like it's a super interesting process. And is it is it state specific? No. It, uh, you know, I wonder. It seems to be a universal tenure thing, not yeah. just state schools, private right. schools too. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. So we were but talking about you got to jump through a whole bunch of hoops and stuff. A lot of hoops. Yeah. yeah. So um, the final stage of it is is you get you, when you apply for tenure, you have two years to get it, and if you don't get it, they fire you. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Can you choose not to apply for tenure and just like stay there, or are you yes, but you're subject. You're, yes, you can, but you're subject to normal hiring and firing practices. Yeah. So same disciplinary actions as a first you're year teacher, tenured, is it? Yeah. So even though you could be in year ten if you never got tenured, you can be disciplined if you were a first year teacher. Gotcha. Yeah. So the tenure is what protects you from that shit. Meaning, it's supposed to give the latitude of teachers to teach however the fuck they want, without. Disciplinary actions from the upper higher ups. Am I saying yep, this kind of correct? Exactly, exactly. It's yeah. so that you're trying to give the incentive, incentivize higher education professionals to teach how they think it should be taught mm. without fear of retribution from any administrators or anybody else. It's that, but also it's your ability to speak up in um, in meetings and such. Awesome. Without worry about losing your gig. Yeah, basically. Because somebody's so why would they yeah. no So like I'm not tenured, so I have to hold back in meetings. Okay. Because so yeah. If you didn't get the tenure, the reason they fire you is because they felt like you. Had Their logic is the that if you if you apply for it and you don't get it, why are you mm-hmm. there as as a tenure track professor? Mm-hmm. Like you should have at that point already have accrued a bunch of performance. You know, in my in my gig, it's like uh, recordings and performance experience and, and accolades leading into that. So if mm-hmm. I have, what have I been doing for the past five years if, I'm, if I don't have enough in my packet to get tenure? So, uh, yeah, it's, it seems scary. And um, how is but the criteria, get, like, for giving or not giving tenure? Is it objective or is it's it It's like super objective, and uh, okay. every school does it differently, and, and there's there's boards of – and there's different levels. So, like, like every year – um, well, every every time I'm up for this review, so I had I had one. Uh, I did I did my first year of full time. Then then I I got reviewed, and that allowed me to get a three year contract. After that three year contract, I, I was reviewed again. I got a two year contract. So I'm in. I'm just starting this two year contract. At the end of that two year contract is when I start to apply for tenure. And gotcha. that so so basically that's six years at this point that I should have been building stuff up yep. to apply for tenure. Um, yeah, but oh, so, so the way the levels work is that first you get reviewed by your peers in your in your department, and then they make a recommendation, and that moves up to a, a group of people that are uh, consisting of people all over campus, and they make a rec- recommendation to the provost, who Charles just learned is the person that runs a concern, you know, like a co- you think the president runs the college. Mm. But the president is really fundraiser, fundraiser, and mm. face of the college. Like yeah. you know, the shit hits the fan that goes all the way to the president. But the provost is the one that does the day to day operations. They're so, the CFOs. Yeah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So it goes to the provost, and then the provost makes a recommendation to the president. So the president signs off on it, but it is all these channels that it goes through. Yeah, is the provost basically like the vice president then, or? Not really, because I think all that president, vice president stuff is still, like, fundraising related. The provost gotcha. isn't dealing with any fundraising. They're dealing with the mechanics of running the campus. Oh, okay. So it's almost like a COO, CEO kind of thing. Yeah, so, they, they, they like, the provost is at all the meetings. Yep. The president is not. Gotcha. Okay. And That's so yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. And so, essentially, it's job security? Is that, like, basically tenure? The, the purpose? Of tenure? Yeah. Yes, it's part of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, it's more this this freedom to to then speak my mind about changes I'd like to do on campus because I, I feel like I've built in job security with like my skill set and the combination of classes that I right. do. Um, but um, but no, there is a reality that like 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 if we get a new conservatory director, they can want to bring new people in. 
and mm. and if, if if you're not tenured, then you 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 are at risk. They could just decide like, ah, we want to. Yeah. That's like when I was studying at Manhattan School of Music. I studied with Dick Oates my first year, and it was my dream to study with him. But I only got to study with him for a year because we got a new president, and he was worried about getting outed because he was so used to like a new like he got in because a new president came in and like wanted him in there. So he's like, oh, mm. this can happen in reverse. So um, there was an opportunity at another school for tenure. So he he left Manhattan School to oh, go. So he was like mm. preemptively leaving he so that he didn't run into so that didn't, situation, yeah, exactly. which is how he got the job. He didn't want to have that happen to him in the reverse. Yeah. Whoa. That's every industry across the board. Does tenure exist outside of education? Yeah. No, not for the closest thing you get is unionized unionized workers. Oh, okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, that yeah. are covered by a union. That makes sense. But no, and that's I mean, look at football. You yeah. get a new owner, you get a new GM. Yeah, everybody's going. Yep. See you later. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. want their own people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You would too. I would too. You would. You would. If I come in as the new boss, I'm going to put my fucking people in. So that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And you, are you required to be a part of a teachers union? Yes. So I'm part of what's called University United University Professionals. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. So you you have to be in order at, at least because I'm I'm part of a state school. So I don't know how the right. private institutions work. Sure. But um yeah I'm part of I'm part. So of my that. mom just retired from teaching. She taught kindergarten first grade second grade for years and um she was required to be a part of the teachers union and um i think i am required to be yeah, a, yeah. but it was interesting because like she never wanted to be the, and I, I i'm sure there's a myriad of reasons why but like she always was upset at the idea that she was being forced to pay membership dues to something that she didn't even want to be a part of you know and so it was just like this kind of built-in like Oh, let's make the company that is the thing, and then create the, legisla- the legislation that says you have to fucking pay into it. You yeah. Know? yeah, but like, like my wife's a teacher, and she's in a union, and um, and they they do good things. I think they they fight for her to get uh, upgrades and pay every year. Mm-hmm. Like every year, they're renegotiating to up the pay. Yeah, yeah. And then and then how you're um, like getting your f- further education, how much of an effect that has on your pay, all of that stuff. They they they're always kind of working on that. Yeah, and I'm sure it's a ba- like it, it, from from union to union. To depending on the whether it's state or whatever like it's probably you know different for everybody and there's certain yep. things that some do well and some don't do well or whatever but um but yeah that is interesting that, but like, there's a downside to unions and tenure because when oh, the wrong oh, people totally, are protected yeah. by unions and tenure oh, yeah. it's a yeah. fucking nightmare yeah. there are yeah. tons of faculty that are just yep. going in and all well the time. and that's yep. another fascinating part of it too is like you work you know you, you put all this work in to get tenure and then afterwards you're like i'll i'll, I'll bet that there's got to be quite a few instances of they get to the point and they get tenure and then they're like, I'm good. They call that in sports a contract year. So watch sports. See who the fucking top baseball players are, hockey players, football players, yeah. basketball players. The year, the last year of their first contracts, boy, they have some fucking great years because the next year is a new contract. Uh, so you see really all trying. these guys, all-stars, all-pros, money, just killing the game. Yeah. And then they get that second contract, and they get all that guaranteed money, and <laughs> performance precipitously drops. So and it's across the board. There's been studies on it, It's especially in baseball, where the contracts yeah. are 100% guaranteed in years and guaranteed oh, money. Yeah. See, in football, if you sign a five-year deal with $30 million guaranteed, all they got to guarantee is the $30 million, not the five years. Ah. So they cut your fucking ass and they'll pay you out. Baseball, years and money guaranteed. So you're just yeah. there. You're there. Yeah. You could be a warm body. Yep. And if they and if they try to displace you, like the, if you guys ever Googled Bobby Bonilla, it's wild. They've been paying Bobby Bonilla $3 million a year for the last 30 years, the Mets. Seriously? Yes, because he signed this giant contract, and then they couldn't. They lost an arbitration. They couldn't cut him. It was all guaranteed. Motherfucker gets a check every year on like June sixteenth for three million bucks, like the last twenty four years. Wow! Mm-hmm. Wow! It's like some art of war shit. It's the whole, wonderful. Like, back against the wall concept. Yep. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your soldiers yeah. won't fight. Yep. Nearly as hard until you. Yep. Push them up against the wall. Yeah, I'm telling you guys, it's it's contract years. Mm-hmm. Like it's. Amazing! These guys have these incredible breakout seasons, now, and then boof drops off. A now, cliff. what's interesting? Mm-hmm. Okay, so in Formula One, there is all of these same contracts. It's a dollar amount and a year number, but there are clauses built in on both sides of the table that allow them to 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 
cancel the contract mm-hmm. in the event of certain things. So the team probably has, you know, the team might have, okay, uh, if you are... I love are, that you're saying this, I'm going to bring if, it all for us. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Because <laughs> the, the team can be like, if you're performing shittily, we can drop you, Yes, you know? And so, and the and the, and the the driver can also be like, yeah, but if I do this and this and this, you got to you gotta pay up, yeah. you know? A lot Ready of times why? they'll have like, the, a lot of times they'll have like race win, yep. you know, yeah, yeah, bonuses yeah, 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 and things yeah. like that yeah. that are... To us, insane amounts of money. You know? Yep. Um, so, ready for the ball? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Because there's no F1 drivers union. Yeah, there there's is. A, I'm talking about a unionized sport that's collectively bargained in international courts. There is no yeah. such thing that okay. exists in no, F1. Okay. No, yeah, there's a mm. there's a there's a drivers association. Yeah, but they're not that's part the, of a collectively bargained that's agreement. That's true. Yeah. So the MLB, CBA, baseball's union, NFLPA, CBA, argued through the courts. You have NHL, Players Union, NBA, Players Union, WNBA. All these sports have unions that collectively bargain how the contracts can work. So the teams can't have anything outside of the contract. And the incentivization has to come from the players. It's all kinds of shit. If the drivers, all those powerful drivers got together and collectively bargained their contracts together... None of that shit would be happening. Okay, yeah. so but that mm-hmm. I it'll think never would, it'll, it'll never happen. It'll never happen, and I think a lot of I, I don't think any driver would want that mm-hmm. because I think a, I think. Oh all yeah, I'm the, not saying it's better. I'm yeah. just saying the reason it can be that flexible is because it's not all of the bargain. contracts have to apply a set of standards. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay, yep. so yeah, because like definitely that's not a thing. And also in pr- major professional sports, if I want to go to the Denver Broncos because I've been playing there for four years, and they want to give me seventy million dollars for the next five years. But the Arizona Cardinals want to give me a hundred million. The union will not let me take the cheaper offer. Really? Because oh, yeah. it harms the union, and you have signed paperwork yeah. with the union yeah. stating that you will not do that because it will hurt your teammate who doesn't want to give a hometown discount. And they'll point to you and say, "Precedent's been set. He took way less to oh, stay here. You yeah. need to as well." Yeah. So the union won't let so you now sign the that union contract. That's like it's like the army where you. Yep. You don't get to choose where you they live now. They drive the fucking ship. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And are the players for this? Like, is it a popular thing? It's it's neither here nor there. Okay. It's just a reality. Interesting. Yeah. The unions are so old and so powerful, yeah, yeah. The, having a stink about it would mean nothing. And you can't opt out of it. You're automatically in once you sign your contracts at the league. So it's a totally different ballgame. That is fascinating. Mm. Closest thing I've seen to, to rebelling is Lamar Jackson, the MVP two years ago in the NFL. So... On paper, the best player in the football, right? He does not have an agent, and he's negotiating everything directly with the team. And the union's going fucking crazy. Really? But there's no verbiage or anything he signed that says he has yeah, to have yeah, an agent. Yeah. So that's his version of, bu- of bucking the system is going agentless. Into, and he just had a contract year, and now he is looking for a new contract. That's fascinating. So, so it's the agent that's tied to this system is that correct everybody's tied no, the to player, it. the player the player is okay, the one but, that's but in the how union. is he just because he doesn't have an agent how is he then doing all this outside of the bounds of the union he has to act within the bounds of the union but he has nobody negotiating on his behalf but himself and that's what and the union's like, like fuck okay so they don't so he's still subject to the same he's, he's yeah, got to yeah, take yeah, the yeah, highest yeah, offer yeah. he's taking a job away from an agent is yeah, that they're, they're, mad? Yeah. No, they're mad because they're not in the room so whatever he oh, signs he's gonna sign and oh, the, so he's negotiating with the team ownership directly. Directly. And the and union's kind of like union sitting like, back like, So the fuck. agents essentially represent the union. They don't. Re- they represent their clients, but they're but they everybody's like with the union. part yeah. It's the like a realtor. Okay. An agent's like a realtor. Literally, like an agent is like an agent. Yeah. Whereas, like, I'm negotiating for you, but everybody's involved and it all goes through me. Interesting. When you don't have that, if you're just buying someone's house without an agent, it gets way fucking different. Way different. So that's why everybody's sitting back wondering what's going to happen. Mm. Not not to pivot, but how does how how does it get different? Because isn't it still the same? Like if somebody went out and didn't have representation and just bought a listing, mm-hmm. right? It's the same contracts, right? Like it's the same. I mean, the what I would tell anybody is okay. So you do you have CTM e software contracts? And they'd be like, what? I'd be like, so what contract are you going to use? Well, I'm going to ask an attorney. Okay, well, then you're going to be using that attorney's contract. Okay, there's, well, there's, then you have to pay for that contract. Who's going to review it? Well, I'm going to review it. Okay, does the other party know that you're going to review your own contract that you purchased from an attorney that is not being reviewed by an attorney or an agent? Well, yeah, but, 
okay, so this is all going great so far. <laughs> now who's going to enforce the yeah. deadlines? Yeah. Well, right. I am. Well, that would mean that you're acting as your own transaction broker. Do you have a license? Well, no. Well, then do you guys have a mutual agreement upon deadlines that they'll all be flexible? Well, I don't know. This is all going great so far. So let's continue. <laughs> Who ordered title work for the house? Well, I think he did. Okay, which title company did he use? Uh, do they have all the contracts? Well, this is all going great so far. So that's where not having an agent for an NFL deal, same thing. Mm-hmm. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Sorry. There's not a standard Colorado contract for purchase there's a and co- sale of There's a co- standard Colorado estate? contract yeah. that is updated through our software. Right. I'm sure you could get your hands on I it see. if you wanted to. Yeah. Hopefully it's the right one. Hopefully uh, it's the gotcha, one that's up to date. Gotcha. I mean, I'm yeah. sure there's, you know, comment kings will be like, well, here's, I found it. And maybe it's right. Maybe it's not. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Did you review it? Do you know which one is yeah, right? Yeah, Do you know yeah. when it was updated? Right. So all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you know what sense. happens when you miss a deadline? Well, uh... Do you know if this is enforceable? Well, what happens if you guys fall out of contract? What happens to the earnest money? Uh, just a million things. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so things that, just, things that if, unless you're doing this for a living, you don't even know what questions yeah, to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. You don't know what you don't know. I sold yeah. more homes. Let's let's do this because last month was fucking terrible. <laughs> the month before, let's just say July, let's say June. I probably sold more houses in June just that one month yeah. than 99.8% of America will be involved in buying or selling for themselves in their whole fucking lives. Oh, yeah, of course. So yeah. that's why when people, you might get lucky. You might skip the realtor fees and get really lucky. Yeah. Chances are. Well, not the funny happen. thing is, like, when you're a buyer, it makes zero fucking sense because you, you you're not paying that fee. Yeah. yeah. So the like, seller needs to pay to have their house sold. Yeah, that's yeah. how it works. Yeah. That's fascinating. It's, it's funny with the houses being on the markets for, you know, triple the time now and prices going down and rates going up. Mm-hmm. Man, so many people that thought they could do this shit on their own or for sale by owners of their houses, they're fucking calling us scrambling, man. Hmm. Scrambling. Because it's no longer just put a sign in the yard, get 10 offers, and sign your house. Right. Now they actually have to work now for it. Now it's a lot it different. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So what does, like, marketing entail? Because I've always – that's always a part of, like, you know – That's so funny. I'm not – again, this is not bit. I just got an invoice – for that is so funny you just said that. Let me pull this up. I'll show you exactly. Well, because I've always been interested in, in this idea of like, what do you do with a house besides put it on the MLS? This and, is perfect. And get it everywhere. Like, how do you I get literally something had about this a house sent out there? to me like well, 30 you, minutes ago. You don't have to. So, this is a cost of initial services yeah. as requested per the seller. Yeah. Because she kind of pissed Who's this from? It's, this is from my office. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So they track everything. Sure, sure, sure. It. So cost of initial services as requested per the seller. Staging services, $1,395. Market shine clean, $300. Full maintenance move out clean, $375. Mm. Additional move out maintenance, $150. Base photography package, $150. Area stills, $10,105. Listing measurements, $200. Total cost of initial services, $2,675. Additional two months of staging at $700 a month. Additional 60 days online refresh, $300. Additional first 60 days of MLS listings, $400. Additional two months of marketing for database services and broker fees, $200. Running total for this specific house, $4,975. Perfect example of when people say, what do you do? Show them that invoice. Right. Like, you want to do all this shit? Yeah. Go nope. right ahead and yeah. find the people to yeah, do it for yeah. you. Well, I yeah. do not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were going to stage our house ourselves, the Sorry. one that you sold for me. Yeah. And so you had a staging consultant come in, and yep. she walks in, and she looks around, and she's like, all right, here's the deal. People are going to come in with their kids, and they're going to steal and or destroy everything you own. So that needs to go into storage. That needs to go into storage. Yeah. Uh, and what's your timeline for this? I was like, 48 hours. She's like, yeah, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, and you guys you guys have the best approach to moving, which you've done now multiple times, which is like, fuck it, pay somebody. I don't want to touch oh, any yeah. of my shit. Pack it up for me. Move it That's for me. That's how I moved to. Like, did the <laughs> only thing we didn't have them do was unpack. Okay. Yeah, we had that's them how pack, I we had them move it, we had them bring in the sofa, they they put the bed together. Like I can do all this stuff, yeah, but yeah. if I do it, I can't make videos. So and do my job. We've so. lived in Le- Leanne and I have lived in Colorado for three and a half years. In that time, we've moved four times, mm-hmm. and I've only ever I moved. I think we've also moved four times. Have you really? Yeah, yeah. We've only and I've we've only ever you moved, moved yourself. We've moved ourselves every Wolf. time. 
Yeah, I, I don't think I'll ever do it I again. I can't believe you moved yourself the last time. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, yeah. Because move. we moved from a house that we owned that to a, a house that we owned. That was a big move. Yeah, yep. and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have any desire. Me and my wife would just get divorced. Like, we would fight so much, <laughs> and I'd be trying to hurry it, and she'd be trying to slow it down. We would get divorced. <laughs> like, wow, they finally broke up. Yeah. What'd they do? They moved <laughs> right. together yeah. and tried to do it themselves. <laughs> I yeah. not get divorced. Have a list of things you do not do with your wife. That'd be moving. Move house. That's on. That's number right, one. Right. No, no, it went fine with us. It was just like I have no desire to do it again because it's it was just, just it's so much fucking work. Yeah. yeah. And, we, and we moved in in uh, August and it was oh, 98 man. degrees on moving day. Like it was, it was terrible. I remember. That. I moved from an apartment in Bronxville and like in Westchester um, to. We, we bought our house, but we were getting it renovated, so we went to stay with our in-laws for a year to, to do all these renovations. Um, so so we were staying there. I moved from that apartment in Bronxville. I would drive a GTI with, like, just pack it to the gills to a storage unit in Norwalk. And just go back and, and Back forth. and forth. Oh. I did that for about a month. It took me about a month oh to do that. Oh, my God. Because we were no, cause it was our apartment, because we had this uh, co-op. I still have it. That um, it was it was cheaper to just keep it and rent it out than to sell it because it was like a down market. Yeah. So um, so yeah. So there's no rush to move out of the apartment. But yeah, like I just had a little GTI, so I'd load it as much oh, as I can, geez. and then do that. And then from from the storage unit to to the house, I moved us as well. Yeah. yeah. I've moved apartments in a Corolla, just just back and forth, not good. back and forth, back and forth, back. In fact, we moved out here in a Corolla. We we rented a van, packed it to the gills, drove it out, drove it back, mm-hmm. gave the van back, and then got in our Corolla, which was also packed to the gills, and then drove out. And that's how we moved. Do you guys ever have like midday fantasies about the shitty cars you used to own and how you wish you still had them? No, uh, I do. Really? Like my Pontiac Bonneville that I first had when no. I was sixteen. Really? Had a big throaty V eight and like See? legit nice. velour yeah. seats. And okay. It's like, here, Fuck! I wish wait, I had that. But car. here's 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 why. You're alone in that. Well, maybe not alone, but you had something that was cool, right? My, yeah. My first, you had a you had a fucking V8. Yeah, yeah. Pontiac Bonneville. Yeah, dude. Yeah, even the my, shitty, it's cool. Yeah, my it first, cool. my first car was a 2004 Dodge Grand Caravan. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's some charm there, though. <laughs> that, her name was Priscilla. Yeah, see, he <laughs> fucking <laughs> named it. I knew. There's a okay. Here's a. This is. Let's fun. put it this way. There is a for two grand. Would you buy Priscilla back? Well, it's sitting in a field. I'm just home. curious. I mean, let's just say somebody <laughs> took care. Has, of, I still have Somebody took care of her. She's running. Yeah. If you, if it cost you two grand to get her up and running, would you do it? No. Now? Okay, so you didn't love Priscilla then? No, yeah. no, that's not fair. That's not fair. No, no, fuck you. That, no, listen. Here's it. Actually, this is this is a this is a a nugget from the past. If you sort my YouTube channel by oldest, you will find. A video called "My Van Hits 200,000 Miles." Wait, I've cool. seen that. Have you really? Oh, yes. Because I, I have sorted your channel by oldest. I just do that with people. It's That's fun. awesome. Yeah, and uh, and I made a video when the van hit 200,000 miles, and it was That's like, awesome. yeah, yeah, we did a whole thing with it. Yeah, it was it was fun. Leanne's this, in that video, right? Yes, I think she's in the car. Yeah, and my cousins, and yeah. What yeah, kind yeah. of video yeah. was this? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Um, the pictures are up in the roof. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, the pictures are in, in the, the ceiling. ceiling here. In the ceiling. Yeah, so yeah. I have dreams about a, a car that wasn't mine. That, yeah. that I went to high school with. So, um, so my first car was a Celica GTS. It was a 1990. See, that's cooler. I'm very familiar with that car. Blue yeah. on blue, but yeah. it was automatic. Yeah. So that's less cool. Was less cool, and it was front wheel drive. Um, Even less cool. So, but the car that that uh, that I think about is uh, my friend had a '93 Accord four door gold with the red velour interior. Sick. <laughs> and it was manual spoiler? transmission. Spoiler. It had a little. Spoiler. Yeah, a little lip spoiler. Little I lip love spoiler. that car. And uh, we would go out. The way our school worked was you had, whenever you had science class, every other day, the period after was lab. So that meant every other day you had a study hall. Mm. And then, so I had a study hall built into my schedule, uh, third period. So every other day I had two study halls back to back. And so did he. So we would go driving. He'd teach me how to drive manual. That's awesome. And we would leave campus. And we had like an hour and a half because it was two two blocks back to forth. And uh, and little by little, go as far as I could. I ended up in Danbury one time. We were in Norwalk. And um, yeah, a lot of memories in that car. That's cool. Um, So I look for them. But they're like now classics, like that generation of the Accord. How much do they sell for? Um, 
it, was it, that the it, flip headlight ones? Yep. Had yeah, a that's yeah. a bad car. Pop, yeah, pop, I like those. Down, yeah, so that one. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, probably like five grand gets you like a junker of that wow. car. Wow. Yeah. So they're popular. Get, yeah, they're yeah. All, all those Japanese cars like are, are worth a lot of money now. That's crazy. Well, Del one Souls of my best friends in high school had. I don't know if it was that car, but it had the pop up headlights. I have nostalgia for that car. My first car was like a Malibu from the 90s. Mm, it wasn't yeah. cool. Yeah. And then my second car, I can go drive it because I gave it to my mom. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, Vinny, before you – I know Vinny's, Vinny's short on time I'm, today. I'm okay for a little bit. Vinny's short yeah. on time today, but but we need your advice. Okay. There are people who need your advice. Okay. <laughs> so this is this is a new segment. You haven't done this segment yet. This, segment. this is called Dear Vinny. Ooh. So this is our own version. <laughs> this is our own version of like Dear Abby. And so we thought, you know, and what, I guess they're real. What? Like they're, oh yeah, they're totally like they're real. real. Yeah, they're from they're from viewers. And so this is our. Um, we figure, well, Dear Abby. I mean, that's cool. Whatever, fine. But like, we have a fucking 350 pound just monster abby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, we, have our, we have our own abby who's who's just a, a, yeah and and uh, what better way to uh, to utilize that this particular set of skills than to offer life advice that's which turned out which turned out to be shockingly insightful like I, 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 that sounds mean i shouldn't say yeah. shockingly no, no I'm <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. i shouldn't say shockingly but the first time we did one of these he just rattles off these like super insightful in-depth responses to the questions and we're like that was funny we're like it was great it was so good so anyways we have uh we have we have a couple of uh dear vinnies to go through today tom why don't you cool. start let's do it all right dear vinny who's this from <laughs> this is from john john thank you for the question john what's your favorite way to tell someone to go fuck themselves. <laughs> P.S. This podcast is one of my new favorites. Oh, thank That's you, John. Really Thanks, John. Winky face heart emoji. That was in there. Nice. <laughs> That's really good. So there's all the jokes running around like per my last email, right? You've seen those? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or best wishes or yeah, those yeah. are all like, you know, go fuck yourselves yes. in that. Like, Regards. Yes. Yes. So my favorite way to tell someone to go fuck themselves is go fuck yourself. (laughs) But I understand not everybody can do that. But I I have a very limited fear of any individual requirement. So I'm I'm okay with with telling people to go fuck themselves. But let's say it was like... You should follow that up with, what are you going to (laughs) do? I I think think the best way to put it is like, let's say... um, a woman is upsetting me or I want to tell somebody to go fuck themselves like a librarian. Somebody that you wouldn't just come out and say, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Well, the librarian is just, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> I wouldn't come out and say, go fuck yourself. Uh, I get really sarcastic. I've been, I just did this the other night. We were at a strip club. Go shocker, right? We were at a strip club. Live advice from Vinny. And I'm walking in and the guy's like, you can't come in. You're wearing shorts. And I was like, you fucking kidding me? Shorts? It's the summer. Of course I'm wearing fucking shorts. Got a bunch of sweaty, crotched losers in there wearing fucking pants. And he's like, oh, you can't come in. And, and instead of being like, go fuck yourself, which might have caused a massive brawl, and we were with a bunch of people, I would, I kind of stuck my thumb up, and I did the, oh, okay, all right, buddy. And that was my way of saying, go fuck yourself. <laughs> so I usually go straight to sarcastic, oh, okay, all right, buddy. And that's my way of saying, go fuck yourself. So lower the voice, higher the voice, whatever. But I think sarcasm has always been my favorite way of telling people to go fuck themselves. Mm. If I can't just come out and say, go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's that's my favorite with drivers. Like like road rage, like, oh, yeah. the drivers, <laughs> like, thumb, I give them a thumbs, thumbs up. up. Yeah. 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 Drivers, I just want to, like, bap them on the head and spray bottle them be like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, read, I read one time... Um, I, it might have been like a Reddit post and somebody was like, yeah, I accidentally cut this guy off in traffic and uh, rather than flipping me off, he just gave me a thumbs down. And, <laughs> That's and they were like, great. They were like, they were like, which for some reason just hurt so much more. <laughs> it's like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. My buddy, my, you met Eric, tall Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric, my buddy Eric, whenever people start flipping him off and shit, he just starts going, <laughs> and he's like nine out of ten people start laughing and shaking oh their my head. God. He's like, but that tenth person loses their yeah, fucking right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's great. Uh, Dave's got one too. Let's see. Okay, this is from Joe from Louis- Louisville, Kentucky. Oh. Dear Vinny, having some trouble with a coworker. Mm. I work for a company whose logo is a big red bullseye. Ooh. Well, my coworker will not stop farting. Wait. Target. We're not allowed to say the name. 
Oh. Hold on. Have we done this one? This one's old. <laughs> no, I've never heard this. And it's always right in front of me. To the point where they've admitted to holding it and farting it, farting in front of me. <laughs> She's a normal person otherwise. And I told my manager about it, and he just shrugged his shoulders and walk, walked away. What does this mean? Confused and scared. Please help. <laughs> if this is real... There's been court cases settled about flatulence in the workplace. No, There's really? precedence. It is what? considered yeah. a form of harassment, and it is an HR violation. If there, if this is Hold a real on. thing, wait, wait, wait. how do you know this? I studied criminal justice in college. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, yeah, I did right. four years of pre-law, oh, so I know. You came I know to class one day, and like, all right, it's fart class. It was basically <laughs> it was a male it was a male worker doing it to a female worker when she denied his advances. It was considered retaliation wow. when he started doing this. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, company had to pay. That needs to be escalated to HR, period. If it's on purpose and yeah, she yeah. has a... Because a vi- here's the thing. If it isn't the store we're thinking it is, that's a big fucking store. Yeah. They can move that stupid bitch right across the fucking way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and those yeah. two never have to see each other right, again. Right, right, right. So yeah. if you're truly scared, escalate it or ask to be moved departments. But that's that's a real thing. That's wow. considered a form of harassment. Yeah. So you never know what your video Escalate, deal. escalate, escalate. <laughs> Send that shit to HR. You know what's funny? Um, and give her a thumbs down. Give yeah, her a thumbs food, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Farter. <laughs> um, or just fart back. That's an option, too. But when you try that to fart sometimes, it's a dicey game. It man. is, but that's you why know. you got to learn to bend over and suck air in. I've heard of this. Mm. My buddy did that in high school. Team that yeah, same here. Fuck that in high school. Every time I practice, you would come in the fucking locker room and do it. Yeah. Oh, my God. How do you... I don't even want to know. I don't know breathing. that. I think nobody knows except it's that Vim, guy. Wim Hof breathing? I'm kidding. I'm so <laughs> is that what the Wim Hof method is? All of a sudden, I was like, ice water. So they're like, no, we're going to suck air into the asshole. Yes, yes. <laughs> that, is, that is what Wim Hof is, don't you know? Well, cheers, Vinny. Cheers, Vinny. Cheers, Vinny. Cheers, Vinny. Wow, Vinny, you lost a shitload of weight all of a sudden. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, Atkins diet. Yeah, no, but... Uh, if you had the same outfit, that would be great. That would have been great. <laughs> we should have thought of that. I was wearing a black t-shirt this morning. Oh, <laughs> shit. We should have thought we'll of that. Vinny's Gucci watch. Oh. Yeah, 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 right, right. <laughs> and it's loose. It's real it's, loose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we oh. had to, unfortunately, replace Vinny. Uh, but fortunately, we've got Dylan. Hello. Welcome back. Thank um, you. Yeah, so... I, inevitably... The only thing, like every every time Dylan is on the podcast, we just are like, "What's the situation with your wife?" Oh god! And, and there's always no update because and there's it's like, no answer. Yeah, because like they don't know anything, and it's just like more and more and more annoying because it's like they're waiting for the same thing everyone else oh is. Gosh, we don't have to talk about it. The most boring podcast segment. Yeah, no update. Yep, no yep, update. Nope, good. Yep. That um, kid. Everybody. Yeah, but uh, but welcome anyways. No oh, thanks. And uh, he's been he's been. Dylan's been corralling the new the new puppy the whole time. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah for the first last last hour, yes, I've been enjoying the puppy. Thank you, you for bringing lucky her. Lucky bastard. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad that she's chill and will stay in her bed and not run around and chew on your camera cords. Well, she's just once yeah. she gets uh she'll that'll it'll come out. It'll come out. <laughs> she'll get more comfortable. She'll and then the puppy energy <laughs> will start flowing and then you'll have a little monster on your hands. Yep. But that's fun. You I, know. I think always. we need an office puppy. We should get Charles. An can we puppy. get an office puppy? We should get an office puppy. Come on, boss. You really have two dogs. You could just bring them to work. I could. Yeah. Though I don't know how well do they fit in your car. They. That's a good point. They don't <laughs> fit in the car. Yeah. No. They, they seem like your dogs, cats in a way. It's like their their house. It's like the, that's their home. Like like I don't see them as like outdoor. Like they go outside to do their business, but they don't really like hang outside. And so. Yeah, it's interesting. There's, <laughs> they have this, inter- they have this uh, really interesting dynamic where um, we have a bigger one and a smaller one. The bigger one is Joey, and Joey is, uh, Joey is a dog's dog, but Benji, the little guy, he is a people dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, Benji just wants to be wherever Leanne is, and or wherever I am, or like he just wants to be with the people. But Joe wants to fight Benji. Yeah. So like they they want to re- he wants to wrestle, and so it's like. He'll kind of go up behind him. He'll bite at his ankles, and then he'll jump back. He's like, "Come on, let's go, let's play," you know. And Benji's like, "Dude, I'm watching what Mom's doing. Just <laughs> chill for a second. And like, he's just staring, right? And then Joe's like, "No, no, no, no. come on, we, like, let's go, let's go." And it's the point where Joe will start making. No- he'll he'll start being like, <laughs> he'll just start making noise, and like, and Benji's just like, "Hold on, 
No. <laughs> and and all he wants to do is just hang out where where the people are. So that's why they always wind up like wrestling inside so much because yeah, yeah. Benji just wants to be where everyone else is. Yeah. And Joey's mm-hmm. like, dude, let's wrestle. Let's go. Let's go. You know. And so, but sometimes they you know they'll go outside and they'll run around and they'll do their thing. But we um we had to we had to <laughs> we spent way too much money uh, on training because um it was. Not the most fun thing taking them out places and taking them walking and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Just because um, uh, they would rile each other up, you mm-hmm. know. So they'd feed off of their energy together, and it would yeah. just become this like positive feedback loop of like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, we're getting more intense, more intense. And then they just want to like pull after everything and taking them on walks in the park and stuff. And they're like super wired, and they're just like looking for anything they can chase after, rah, 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 you know. And so, um, but we 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 did the the, the training thing, and it's um, oh my god, it's so much better. Like, you know, and then that not that that just fixes everything and okay oh now we're good like no you have to work with them even after you do that because what it does basically is it is it installs new operating code in the dog but that operating code doesn't do anything if you don't execute it yeah so it's like you have to continuously like work through the things that they do but if you do then you know they stay sharp with it and they just helps them get more and more used to it and like they're they've been great but the the only issue is, is we don't really like take them places at the moment because we're still just kind of getting them so used to we have a walk thing we will do with them yeah and we're just getting them so used to to like knowing exactly what they're doing on those, you know, excursions and, yeah. and being so used to the responses and how to, you know, respond to the commands and stuff like that. So it's it's been very effective. And, and uh, but this idea of, oh, we're going to get a dog and it's going to be like a, a trail dog and we're going to go hiking and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. Like some. That's my dog. My, yeah, my dog. Yeah, we, we, he loves like uh, we, we have a few off leash dog parks around us. Yep. Nice. And then it, with the training thing, like I, big advice is like do it just often and and right from yeah. the get go. Like yeah. I, I trained him every and get every help morning. if you if you're yeah. not gonna do it. Like to yeah. have somebody help We're you. We're gonna do both. Yeah. It, well, yeah. that's and that's what it winds I up want being. An is expert like, trainer, and yep. then I want to work with her too. And that's well, that's what it would have to be anyways. Like yep. no matter who you get, you know, and yeah. like, but yeah. So is your dog like off leash? My dog, um, yeah, he's off leash all the time. He barely has a leash on. Like I can walk around the neighborhood off leash with him. Oh, nice. Yeah, he has no nice. desire to really leave me. And then if he sees like a squirrel, he'll ask for permission to go chase a squirrel. That's and say, no. huge. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is so huge. And that's the thing that is impossible with Joey and Benji. Yeah. Is like their prey drive is so wired that yeah. like they 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 get crazed. Yeah. You know, and and they say mm-hmm. like once you lose the dog to that stimulus. It's hard to get it back. You can't get it back. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you have to be on top of it before it happens. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so that's like if they get riled up, like, when they approach other dogs or whatever it is, like, you, you want to try to just avoid the escalation in the first place, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And if you can do that, you can usually keep a reasonable yeah. handle on it, you know? I did a lot of um, – I, I, I saw these videos about getting a 20-foot leash – so I, those that was great training for him because he, you know, like you know, with the thing with dogs where you're trying to get the dog and then you get close and then they run away. So with the, the 20 foot leash, he would try to do that. But I would just walk what he thinks is away, but I'm really walking towards the end of the leash. Mm-hmm. And he started to mm-hmm. learn really early, like, oh, I'm not really free. Like, I'm he, this guy always has a control of where I am. Mm-hmm. So you'd have the leash, cool. you'd let go of the leash and put it on the ground. Yeah, it'd be, he'd be running it. around with his 20 foot leash on him. Gotcha. And he would stop somewhere, but the leash would be like the end yeah. of the leash would be over yeah, there. So yeah. I'd walk over there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and so he started to so it was easy to get him when he was loose yeah. um, but he started to see like okay I'm free but I'm not really like um, so I did a lot of that I got him to play fetch which is really good um, and, and there's these, he's like hooked on squeaker toys so like I carry when I go walking as an emergency I rarely have to use it but um, a little squeaker so if he does like kind of go for something I'll just do two squeaks on this thing and he'll just like ah, yeah, he'll yeah, like yeah. forget about like, <laughs> the thing he was awesome. chasing that's good yeah, yeah. Wow. So I rarely have to use that thing but yeah. I'll have it with me um, but yeah I train him every morning for half like during breakfast with all the sit stay all of that stuff and mm-hmm. then at, when I like in the afternoon I would do it and probably like two or three times a day just every day when I got him because, um, yeah, like having an untrained dog is a drag. Yep. So, yeah. uh, yes. And um, to the point now where, like, he, like, he, so my dog loves the outside. Like, mm-hmm. he, he's inside barely. Like, he is dying to go outside. So he'll, he'll be outside while I'm mowing the grass and, and doing all the yard work and stuff. And he's just there, like, kind of hanging, exploring. And then um, when, when we're in the front of the yard and there are dogs, because uh, our street is part of, like, um, this, this walking route. 
it's it's called the I'm in a town called Norwalk and there's a club called the Norwalkers mm-hmm. oh. and, and 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 like a bunch of their roots like use my street as like a, a main how clever thing. do you think the person feels who came up with that oh yeah they're just <laughs> like, I love it they're I like so great <laughs> do you know who made the name for that club this guy right here I got Norwalkers a about it. Yeah. <laughs> made the you plaque think too. It's, how do you like it? Do you think it's kind of clever? <laughs> so all these dogs walk past our street, and he's really good. He'll look to me like, can I play? And I'm like, nope. And and everybody's really impressed with that to the point where I have people that want me to train their dog. So I have a, I have some people that like want me to like work with their dogs. Wow. Yeah, That's I'm killer. just too busy. Or actually, what I'll do is I'll tell I'll actually tell them like get the 20 foot leash and mm-hmm. find me and we'll do it. And then that's it. I never hear from them. Yeah, anymore. right. Yep. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, because they have to works. do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, they're yeah. Like, oh, they don't have yeah. time to do it either. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, if yeah, I could have paid somebody to just train my dog, but like just do it all the time. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I probably would, but then you realize like, oh well, a big part of the training is like when you go out with them at all. Like they gotta be, you gotta yeah. be doing the stuff and everything. So then, yeah. then you're just like, oh, okay, well, I. But the, the the starting from scratch thing, like some people have a touch with that. It's amazing. Like there's some YouTube channels that are like really incredible that yes. that you can just watch people transform a dog in like five minutes, and you're like, how yeah. the yeah. fuck did you do that? Because yeah. like, mm. it's just, and I, it's just experience, you know. What I mean, and it's like, yeah, some people I think just have a knack for it, mm-hmm. and. I don't know. I'd My wife says I was part dog because I'm good with other dogs too. <laughs> like dogs that are known for bark, like biting yeah. and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I just, um, I don't know. Yeah. We I were guess. watching a couple of videos yesterday and there's all these little things that like as a human, you wouldn't yeah. think Yeah. like a dog doesn't really understand monotone voice. They understand like little upticks yeah, yeah, in yeah, voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to know like that's the command. It's yeah. not come. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, there, there's a, there's a great one out there where it's like this guy's like explaining He's like, yeah, it doesn't matter what I say. All that matters is the tone. And, he, and he, he goes to the dog and he's, he's like, you're the, you're, he's like, you're the this worst is, dog ever. You're such a, you're such a piece of shit. You don't do yeah. anything you're told and you're so, and the dog's wagging, yeah, and yeah, wagging totally. the tail. is like, oh, I'm so excited. And then he, and then he turns around and he's like, you're the best dog ever. I love you so much. You're the greatest thing yeah. that's ever happened. You're yeah. such a good boy. You do everything right. And the dog's like cowering in the yeah. corner. And it's have like, you yeah, seen the Penn Teller version of that? I don't think so. No. I have a playlist of videos that is called Very Important Videos. It's like two <laughs> seconds. It's just Penn Teller going, I love you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Have you seen yeah. the Bill Burr thing about his dog? So he talks about how um, he had to take his dog to like therapy because the dog was like attacking anything it, uh, that it would they'd go on walks and it would just randomly started attacking all these people. So, so the therapist is like, well, describe your time with the dog. And he's like, oh, you know, in the morning we go out for, for a run and uh, around the neighborhood because that's when less people are out. And then we come back and, uh, you know, I open the door and, and, and let her up and she runs upstairs and, and I count to 10 and then I go up there and then we wrestle for a little while to get her energy out. And, uh, and then we kind of hang out in the apartment. And, and the, the, the therapist is like, yeah, that's like everything not to do. And Bill's like, what? He's like, well, first off, you've trained your dog to claim the property. Like, so, so the dog's going in the property first. It's mm. like they're claiming, claiming the apartment, and then you going up there and fighting with it. Like, like res- uh-huh. it's thinking it's fighting for oh, its, its property, like yeah. defending the household. Oh, that's interesting. And Dang. so you're you're teaching it to be like this aggressive. Thing. Well, so that's that that actually is an interesting thing because one of the things that uh, that the trainer did with us is they were like. Uh, door manners, yeah, which is this idea of like they sit and I go through the door, yeah. and they mm-hmm. only come through the door when I ask them to, mm, you yeah. know, and like that's that's an interesting yeah. one, but I think that exactly. is probably a similar type of yeah. thing. Gosh, dogs are so complicated. I just had cats. You only had cats. cats you were in a dog. Easy. You just get cats them. are easy. So chill. They're easy. Yeah. They just hang out. This concept of cats and dogs in the house is very new to me. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I always really? had it. Yeah. I always had a dog and a cat. Growing up, I yeah. had. Five dogs in the house, five cats in the house at the same Whoa, time. Wow! Yeah. Oh my that, god! So, I was so used to it. Were they yeah. big dogs? Oh yeah, yeah. We grew up with uh, mostly American bulldogs. Okay. So wow. like, the females okay. are like eighty pounds. Males can get like hundred, hundred ten. Wow! So when you're uh, a little kid, you're just getting like trampled <laughs> by like a barrage well, of animals. I think the bulldogs started coming in probably when I was like ten or eleven. Okay. So I wasn't, I wasn't small. I don't yeah. think we had a dog until about that time. We had mm. cats, and then I don't know, like we had mostly females for a while and then my dad was like I'm gonna buy the biggest muscular stud bulldog for no reason <laughs> yep. and he was untrainable 
So oh. he always lived outside because if he came inside, he would just like destroy destroy oh, the other dogs. Yeah. Basically, That's sad. he wanted to claim the territory for himself. Mm. But we had half an acre backyard, yeah. so it wasn't mm. quite what you grew up with. But we at least had yeah space for them to always mm. be able to run around. More than nice. lots in Colorado, I'll tell you that much. Woo. Yeah, good luck getting even a quarter acre lot in Colorado. They're hard to find anywhere. They're really hard unless to find. you want to go out and buy a horse farm. Yeah. Which is mm. literally what we might we might do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I've been talking about it because, like, you know, this office is amazing and everything. But, like, yeah. you, you think about the money you're spending on the office. And if you're like, man, if I was just spending that same money but for myself, like, building equity if and I something. If I did just have a yeah. warehouse, like, yeah, it's funny. Like, I love where I live, which is really near downtown. And I have a single-family home, but I barely have a yard. I've got, mm-hmm. like, yeah. a little patch of turf. It's, and a, it's some, a patio. And then I have a patio. Yeah. Uh, luckily, my front yard is turf and fun, uh, fenced in, so it is. it's kind of perfect for her to use as the bathroom area. Yeah, yeah. But like, I got her and I've had her for two days, and I'm just like, I kind of wish I had a yard. Yeah, to yeah. toss yep. a ball in. Because now I gotta take will, her to dog parks. You'll start thinking <laughs> right. more and more about that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it, it's a thing. The, <laughs> I, I will I will warn you. Fair warning with turf. Um, walk past. The building that Leanne and I first moved into down in Lohi, which is on the corner oh. with Mizu and stuff like that. Yes. Walk past that when it's nice and hot out and take a whiff. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that's what happens to turf. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's the, uh, you be careful with turf and using it as their bathroom area because it can it – can, now, it, is there something you can do about it? Can you, like, to smell. rinse it or something? Yeah, you could, you could rinse it, and, okay. and that would probably be effective. But turf mm. has a tendency to hang on to odors mm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But um, – but yeah, um, moving on. Uh, we got to do we got to do bad music advice, especially because Dave's yes. here. Not <laughs> literally. I mean, we don't um, as if we don't do it every episode. But these are great. And Jake is. I, I say this every time because this is going to be this is the slow burn hype build. But uh, Jake's writing a book. These are all going to be mm-hmm. eventually. They're all going to be in a book, and they're going to be. It's going to be amazing. He's all making right. books of several kinds that we should talk more about at some point. Yes. Um, just saying. You're going to read this the one. Odd Time Collection. The Odd Time, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> call and Response. Call and Response is when a musician calls another musician on the phone to see if they're on their way to practice or a gig <laughs> after it's already started in hopes of getting a response. <laughs> Usually the absent musician never shows up and doesn't give a response until the following afternoon once they've woken up. <laughs> <laughs> Call and response is a universally dreaded part of life as a musician, and it has been ever since the dawn of music a couple hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. The most notorious case of call and response going wrong was in 1862 when Bach called Ella Fitzgerald to accompany his performance at Red Rocks the next night. <laughs> she infamously ghosted him and never gave a response. Bach was so enraged that he improvised and created his Toccata and Fugue in D minor on the spot, live at Red Rocks in front of hundreds of Colorado stoners and hipsters who all died in disbelief oh, shortly after. <laughs> what the fuck? Call and response also refers to when a musician calls out a, crowd, a question to the crowd, like, are you feeling good tonight? Or how many people are high here? And the crowd responds with a collective, wah, or woo. <laughs> Duke Ellington was the first to pioneer call and response in this way. In the middle of his trumpet solo at Comedy Works, (laughs) he screamed to the crowd, you want more? And of course, no one said anything because this had never been done before. And all that was heard were crickets who were rudely talking amongst themselves in the back. (laughs) Call and response is now referred to as emoji and response because no one calls each other anymore. Mm. But I digress. (laughs) Call and response, I think, is actually like a thing where a musician plays something and then another musician plays something else or some shit and they keep doing that for hours not sure (laughs) honestly I don't know why this is a term because that just sounds like playing in a band but whatever (laughs) (laughs) I I love that they're becoming more just like Jake's stream of consciousness he's like why is this even a thing I don't even get it why am I talking about this right now wow that's a solid entry to the bad music advice Chicago chapter of your book. Audience of Colorado stoners who <laughs> <laughs> all died in disbelief. That's amazing. Oh, that's uh, wonderful. We also have to add to the book. We have uh, Jake's thoughts of the day. Yes. Uh, nobody look at him before you read him. Okay. And um, yes, yeah, so this is the segment where this is just this. Li- this is literally Jake's stream of consciousness. So mm, cool. Um, let's uh, let's let's do Jake's thoughts of the day. Who wants to start? Let's do it. I can start. Let's go. Go for it. Let's do it. Thought of the day. All right. 
Believe it or not, I was actually vice president of my middle school student government when I was in the seventh grade. But our president was assassinated, so I had to take over. <laughs> and what a bitch that was. <laughs> oh, my God. There was a whole conspiracy, too. She did have some very polarizing stances, like removing peanut butter products from the middle school bake sale. A lot of people wanted her head for that one. The parents included. It could have been anyone. I did get a letter from Skippy, registered trademark, congratulating me on the new position, which was nice. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> got some dark shit happening. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Skippy Mafia. The funny part is that we know who that is about. <laughs> Unless you've completely made it up. No. It's not about anybody. Is there oh, an actual okay. Skippy It's not mafia? in reference to a person with a penis analogy from yeah, high school? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, okay. Oh, that's what I thought, too. <laughs> I thought it was, like, literally, yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, you were, were you actually the vice president of I the was student in government? seventh grade, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is a true story. Yes. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yes, it actually was. Tragic. The president was assassinated. <laughs> That's incredible. Real what do you got? All right, let's go. <clears throat> Did you hear? Big Sausage Pizza is suing hundreds of its current and former delivery drivers and customers for exchanging sexual favors for pizza. <laughs> the pizza chain filed for bankruptcy, bankruptcy only four months after opening its doors to the public in 2010. CEO Jeffrey Cream claims the company <laughs> <laughs> claims the company didn't receive a single dollar during the entire four months and admitted that exclusively hiring well-endowed men and delivering solely to pornography film sets was his first mistake. Oh my god. Oh god. Jeffrey Cream. Jeffrey Cream. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh man. Oh no. Someone coming off a plane with their neck pillow still on is a bit strange. <clears throat> That's what I thought until I someone saw someone get off a plane yesterday with the airplane seat still stuck to their ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dumb. That is the dumbest shit that has been read in a long time. Wow. This is what we're writing a book for. This is why. Oh, yes. This is, this is it, like Jake. one of those back of the toilet books. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. 100%. Of the day. Yes. By Jake. Oh, yeah. I love it. Okay, one more. Right one more. Oh, God. What do we have? You can tell how frequently someone goes to Outback Steakhouse by how high their jeans are on their body. I once saw a man at Outback wearing his jeans so high he was looking through his zipper. <laughs> <laughs> See, the greatest, the, greatest, <laughs> the greatest part about this is Jake is just over here dying. Just the visual of like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That's my favorite visual. My thing is, like, what did you see that triggered that thought process? I have no idea. That reminds reminds me of when I grew up, um, the girls used to really pull their hair back really tight. And the joke was always, if you keep doing that, you're going to get a goatee soon. Oh, my God. Because they're pulling their hair so back and their skin's coming up. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. That took me a minute. But uh, that's a good one. I like that one. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Okay. Holy shit. Should we uh, should we finish Should we finish off with a couple of misconnections? We haven't done that. I feel like we haven't done that in a while. Misconnections. Let's do that. Okay. Let's do some misconnections. We have two sets. So what we'll do is we'll do uh, Tom and Dylan. We'll do one set. All right. And then Dave and I will do the other. You guys want to start? And this is the one where you guess. Which Jake's still one's laughing real. about looking yep, through the so, zipper. Yeah, yeah. Right. For anybody oh, that yes, hasn't yes, seen this segment, yeah, Jake wrote one of these misconnections. It's totally fake, and then one of them is real, and we have to guess which one. This Bingo. one has a lot of all caps text, so I hope okay. that your compressor is at the ready. <laughs> <laughs> Blood curdling sunscreen. Mm. Saw you at the Jean Talon Market. Jean Talon. I don't know what that means. Was part of the crowd you came up to. You were screaming bloody murder. Help! Help! Oh my god! Oh my god! Some some bitty help! <laughs> <laughs> you collapsed on the ground and squirmed and shook as if there were bugs crawling all over you. Thought you were on something. A few people ran over to you, not me, not my style, and asked if you were okay. You cried out a few more screams, then said you forgot your sunscreen. It was a hot sunny day, but not scorching. Does anyone have sunscreen? Please help! You screamed. I think someone gave you some. Either way, I was impressed by your extreme extreme concern for your skin. I like a lad that takes care of himself, even if emotionally unstable. Send me a line if you want to hit the beach. <laughs> Kidding. Midnight walk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. 
Okay. That, that was wow. clever. That was a good one. I'll reserve right. my initial judgment until we hear yeah, this one. Yes, all right. Let's hear the second one. Okay. <clears throat> a little shorter. Big knife. Cute smile. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, wow. We'll start, guys. All right. I saw you yesterday as you were walking through Clipper Mill. Does anybody know where that is? Uh, you oh, were... no. Okay. Okay. No. Uh-huh. Well, there was a place, a very specific place in that one, but now there's a specific place in this one. Oh. Good job. Now I have no clue. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. He's learning. Saw you yesterday as you were walking through Clipper Mill. You were talking to someone in a car, and when you turned around, you had a huge, sharp-looking, I don't know what, Bowie knife? You put it away pretty fast. I wouldn't say we had a moment or anything, but I really wanted to stop and ask you about it. So, what's with the knife? That's it. (laughs) Huh. Okay. um, I think Dylan's is real. Yeah. And mine is fake. Just got a feeling. I agree. See, I agree. Anytime it seems so insane that you're like, oh, Jake had to have written that one, it oftentimes winds up being the real one. And that is true. And here's the ass. thing. Yeah. Clipper Mill and Gene Talon Market, right? I've never heard of either of them. I've never so heard of either gives of them. Me no information. But which one seems more real? I don't know. Um, I'm still going to go with that one. Yeah. I think this one's fake. I think, I think yours is real. You think mine's real? I think sunscreen's real. Okay. What about you two? I think I agree with you. Yeah, that's yeah I agree one. with you. I think fake real. All right. Okay, so I'm the only one that yeah. thinks sunscreen yep. is real? Yep. Yep. Okay. What do we got? All right. Sunscreen is fake. Yeah. <laughs> 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 ah! Yep. Man, I was just banking on, like, the crazier one being the one. But I probably went Sometimes a little that's, overboard. That's a good approach, I've been though. reading uh, Jake's thoughts it's, today right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been true. It's been true on multiple occasions, but. Okay. Me and my five head. <laughs> Four heads are deprecated. We're not a five heads. <laughs> Let me cut right to the chase. I have the biggest fucking forehead in the world. <laughs> Kids laugh at me walking down the street. I can't find love. I've tried growing bangs, but there isn't enough hair in the world to cover my massive five head, maybe six head. I think I need to attach a rod to my head and hang window curtains to cover it. <laughs> The last time a guy, uh, I had a guy over, he rubbed shoe polish on my head, then drew blueprints on it. He was an architect. <laughs> the drawing was nice, but it was awkward walking into the office the next day with floor, pans, floor plans on my giant five head. Anyway, I just got my stimulus check in the mail. I'm looking for a good shagging. Fuck me and tell me I have a normal-sized head. <laughs> oh, my okay, God. I'm calling uh, my shot. That's... <laughs> Not actually real, but Jake didn't write it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jake wrote it. I think Jake wrote that one, but I gotta, I gotta right. compare. I gotta, yeah. Let's, yeah by the way, yours. that's that's a uh, five mm. head. Did you guys? Do you guys know? You guys know about Victor Borga? Oh, I've heard of that name. No. Victor Borga was a, a really, really talented classical pianist, um, but he was a comedian. He was this Danish comedian, and um, he was fucking hilarious. But one of his bits was he called it inflated inflationary language. And any any word that had a number in it, he would increase by one. So forehead would become five, five head. head. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. before oh, becomes be five. Okay. Lieutenant yeah. becomes lute eleven it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so he, wow. and he would read this story, and it would be filled with all these words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just hysterically oh, funny. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, if you cool. haven't checked that My out, friend Martin would often in college be like, uh, "Metaphors are deprecated. We do meta fives. So. Yeah, it's, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Yeah, totally. Like okay. So for comparison, <clears throat> cute in the confessional. Hey, uh, you were in my confessional booth today and confessed to a bunch of stuff, including (laughs) cursing, impure thoughts, and stealing a fish. I'm pretty sure this might go against one of my vows or something. Probably a minor one. But uh, I snuck a peek at you as you were leaving, and you're smoking hot. Look, I'll admit, the thing about your stepdad weirded me out a little bit, but uh, I can definitely get past it. Let's see where this leads. Please respond with the number with the number of Hail Marys slash Our Fathers I assigned as penance, along with the other messed up thing that you confessed about the hamburger patty and your doctor, so I'll know it's you. <laughs> wow. That's, Damn. That's special. Yeah, I'm sticking with I'm my original sure. thing. I'm still sure. Jake didn't write that one. I think Jake wrote that one. I think this one is real. I think Jake wrote the confessional. Okay, you think Jake wrote confessional. I think confessional is real. What do you think? we got to keep this format the same somehow. Confessional, okay, so real, or fake? I think confessional is real. I think the other one's. Okay. Jake's. Fake confessional. 
We got okay, so, on this so one. So Tom and Dave both think confessional's fake mm-hmm. and they think that the other one is real. And yes. Dylan and I both think that Jake wrote the other, the confessional's real. Wow, this is confusing. Yeah, we have to come up with a better way to describe format. this shit. Singular format. Anyways, <laughs> okay. uh, confessional, real or fake? Confessional is real. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, now wait, I'm confused. Wait, what did wait, I wait, even wait, say? Wait, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah you yeah, wrote. Right. Yeah, so you yeah, wrote. Yeah, Jake five wrote head? that one. Five heads. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, we're right. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what gave it away? How fucking funny you thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> as, as you're reading it, he's just dying. Yeah, he's just yeah. like cracking up, and yeah. I'm like, oh, Jake definitely wrote that yeah. shit. Oh, I need to yeah. learn yeah. to Jake's facial expressions. Oh my god. Oh man. Wow. Well, that was a complete mess and a lot of fun. So yeah, Dave, thanks for coming out as always, and until next time. And uh, thanks for finally rising from the dead and joining us again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have been getting married, going on honeymoon, and then uh, I'm just a cave hermit working on a project. Yeah, well. That I'm not ready to release yet. <laughs> Very close. You um, Are you um, are you ever going to make a YouTube video again? <laughs> what are you talking about? I make YouTube videos all the time. <laughs> on my second channel, Thomas Frank Explains. Oh, that's where people can find Tom's yeah. latest work on Thomas, uh, Thomas Frank Explains. Thomas Frank Explains, if you want to learn about Notion. How, and how, has it been, uh, how long has it been from your uh, main channel since your last video? Five months. Wow. Woo. But we are working on a video. Okay, good. We are working on one. Um, I guess it's like a little end segment, but I had a, my friend Ransom has been running the blog for years and he's like, I want to do more. And I'm like, cool. Do you want to learn how to produce a YouTube channel and write for it? And he's like, hell yeah, let's do it. So he is going to be like the overseer and head researcher for the the main channel going forward. I'm like hundred percent focused on the second channel and then I'll just host the videos. Beautiful. Wow. Well, people can look forward to finding that on Thomas Frank on YouTube yeah, and mm. Thomas Frank Explains. Cool. Sweet. All right. Well, um, that'll do it for for this week's episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening, watching, whatever you're doing, uh, wherever you are, and hope you have a great week. All right. Cool. See ya. Cheers again. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to Mike's. Cheers. Cheers.